feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. On this edition of the Conquer Local podcast, we're going to go all the way deep into Wyoming. And we're going to talk to Chris Dickey, the CEO and founder of a couple different companies. One of them, a PR agency called Purple Orange, which has been working with a number of the biggest outdoor and lifestyle brands in North America. But he recently has launched a SaaS startup called Visibly. And we are going to dig deep into search and why it's important to rank on the first page of search. And what I'm hoping we'll find from Chris are some things that we can utilize in our day-to-day -day in encouraging our customer base that there is this idea of utilizing some public relations tools and tricks to get your brand listed and to help you to become authoritative. And if you're selling anything in e-commerce, maybe there is a way to use some of the e-commerce marketplaces to build your brand. So a deep dive into SEO and ranking on search with Mr. Chris Dickey, the founder and CEO of Purple Orange and Visibly coming up next on the Conquer Local podcast. It's the latest edition of the Conquer Local podcast. And this week, joining us on the show, Chris Dickey. Chris is the founder and CEO of Purple Orange and has now launched a new SaaS company to solve a problem that, I guess, you know, Chris, you've been living this problem. So welcome to the show first off. And the other thing I wanted to mention is I don't think we've had a guest from Wyoming. So I'm excited. <laughs> I, I also, there's only two, there's three states that I haven't been to. And Wyoming's one of them. Um, oh man, you gotta come visit. We got a lot to show. I know. I hear that, and I Big hear it's state. beautiful and, I mean, places. It's outdoor enthusiasts. It's it's we got some huge mountains. A lot of a lot of I don't know animals. It's it's a it's a good spot. I uh, I, I want to first talk about Purple Orange, and you've been working with some massive brands over the years primarily in the PR space, but also in helping them, you know, in, on e-commerce and, and those sales. Can we talk about your background and um, your time with, uh, with Purple Orange? Well, thanks so much. Yeah. So it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I've been working in the marketing and sales field for about 17 years um, in a variety of roles. I've been in, an in-house marketing director. I've worked in publishing for the last um, I don't know, 12 to 15 years. I've been in on, on, on the agency side. So I've worked for large and small agencies for the last 10 years. I've worked for my own agency. It's called Purple Orange. Um, we specialize in active lifestyle and outdoor consumer brands. So a lot of the stuff that you would play with outside, like if, if, uh, if your listeners are Canadian or wherever, um, in the US, you might go to REI. We work with a lot of those brands. And in, in Canada, you might go to MEC. We work with a lot of those brands. Got it. So uh, action, a little bit of a, maybe adrenaline junkie. Is that true, um, Chris? It, I mean, I, I, I think that there's so much that can be said for being, spending time outside, whether it's adrenaline or um, just connection or whatever you want to call it. Well, in uh, Wyoming, as in Canada, we got a lot of outside. So uh, taking advantage of that. Um, I'm, I'm interested to get some learnings from you. I've always been fascinated by the agency business because in my career as a media sales rep, that's where I got my start 30 years ago, I was introduced to agency folks 
um, quite early on because that's, you know, where you go to sell inventory. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that business has changed a lot. If we look back at the last five years, what do you think are some of the most remarkable changes in the, the PR and agency business that you've saw? No, oh my, yeah. I mean, the PR industry since I've started has completely changed. I mean, when I started it, and, I, and I'm sure you remember this, is the main way. That, so, so what PR does, just to kind of step back for a second, is we effectively are lobbyists for our clients to get them in the news cycle, to get other people talking about them, to get um, to help um, get these third-party endorsements rolling. So um, you have other people who are helping promote the message of your clients. Um, and so it's not advertising. We're not paying for these placements. People are, um, you you might say earning them so it's earned media um and you know through this process you know 10 even five years ago um when i started this i like the iphone didn't exist i mean so imagine just like a world without mobile right so that's the biggest change right right there the fact that we've migrated from um a, a place where we receive our news via a print news cycle to a place where we receive it maybe on our desktop to where now we now we receive it on our mobile devices and, and mobile has overtaken desktop you know nationally in search at least at least in the us so there's been so many ways that i think um people receive the message differently and i think that's a huge one i think podcast is a massive you know change that we've seen so you know podcast did not really exist 10 years ago or it was really in its infancy and now it's it's a massive platform and very very well um received across the media landscape so you would you would then say if i'm putting two and two together that podcasting is a form of public relations I think it can be, you know, I, I think, I think what PR is, is just how do you meaningfully connect with an audience using um, a third party arbiter, you know? <laughs> well, it, the reason why I asked that question is because I'm noticing that our podcast um, is, is driving authority for the brand, um, yeah. and, but also it's, it's lead gen. And we're running, you know, our, our reps are finding, yeah, I talked to this new prospect today. They've been listening to the podcast for a year. Totally. Um, and, and it's, it's hard sometimes to get the attribution. So, you know, producer Colleen has to produce her reports and she has to then go to the corporate marketing team and say, this is why we need to keep investing in the podcast. Um, right. and they go, okay, how much money are we making from it? it or have you had to solve this? And I, and I'm not specifically talking about just podcasting, but I'm specifically talking about, you know, the loop between public relations and return on investment. Yeah, no, that is such a good question. And it's something that PR grapples with every single day. And I would say that for most larger brands, there's just a, a general recognition that PR is an important piece of the portfolio and we're going to be able to measure it to X extent, but not to the same extent that you're going to be able to measure an ad. Um, and especially um, you know, the, knowing that the customer journey is very nonlinear, um, somebody might have to have many touch points before they actually circle back and make it make some kind of call to action happen and so to track the customer journey especially when it happens through um a podcast or somebody slipping through a newspaper or whatever it might be is really really challenging so no question about that um but this did this is what kind of led me to where i came out with visibly the SaaS solution that i'm also working on on the side and is recognizing that um one of the most productive 
avenues for our agency has always been search. And what I mean by that is not just the ads, not just how, how your website is ranking, but how other people are talking about you in search. So it's effectively PR, right? And so what, what search does is it delivers an incredible customer that no other platform provides. If you need this widget and it's super niche, where do you go? Do you go to your hardware store to get it? Or do you just like type in the super the, the name of the super niche widget and you see what search provides? That's that's likely what your your customer journey looks like in, in like today. So again, where else do you find this customer? And then the, the thing about it is everybody clicks at the top of the organic search results. Like 70 plus percent of all the traffic for a keyword will land somewhere in the first five organic search results. Um, a high-performing ad in search for a non-branded search term does around 2% of all the clicks on a page. So, I mean, it's still 2%. There's still customers clicking, but it's 98% of the people are clicking somewhere else. Um, and then, you know, what's really interesting is by the bottom of the very first page, you have about 1% click-through rate the very bottom of the very first page. And there's virtually no traffic on page two. So I guess to summarize, like search delivers an incredible customer. They're very, it's very predictable where they go to find the information, the top of the first page. Um, and if you can penetrate that real estate, you'll do very, very, very well. Well, it's interesting. I When I saw your name come across our desk to be a potential guest, I'm like, we need to get Chris on the show because I want our <laughs> listeners who are, you know, local salespeople working across, you know, 50 different countries, working with local businesses to understand that this, this is at the core of what we're trying to help the business with is their online presence so that when someone searches for the business, they get that organic search result. And why, why it was such an epiphany is I have an auto dealer group that I've been working with good friends, dealt with them for years. And they said, you know, we've really reduced our ad spend because we've achieved the holy grail, which is that organic search result on the first page. They're there mm -hmm. at the top, sterling mm -hmm. reputation. You know, they're doing all of those things. They got to that point. But when you started your SaaS company visibly, you found that there was a big gap in helping businesses to understand how to get there. Right. You know, and, and if that, if that car dealership is already there, kudos to them. They're doing a lot of things right. I would say that that is the exception, not the rule. And it's really, really tough to get at the top of search, especially for the keywords that you want to be raking for. So let's, let's just step back for, you know, I, I think it's easier if you're a hyper, you know, if you're a hyper local um, company and you're serving a population in a very specific kind of area or region. Um, if you're just launching, you know, a new running shoe, and you're selling to everybody, that's a tough thing to do. And um, that's where it becomes incumbent on how do you find other methods to get in front of the customer? Um, and you know, your, your e-commerce partners can be a massive way to get in front of new customers. And we all know that, right? Like that's, that's a good reason why you go to Amazon in the first place is because they have this massive marketplace, this big ecosystem, and they, and you can merchandise within it to receive a lot more sales or whatever it might be, whoever is selling your stuff. Um, they also have a much more dominant position in, in the online scan landscape than you probably do if you're a new customer. So for instance, you know, your, all of these, um, all these, all these, uh, 
shops that you're working with that, that have these e-retail presences, they're doing a lot more than you and they've been around a lot more than longer than you and they have a much higher domain authority than you when it comes to SEO. So they're positioning very, very well at the top of search. Um, it makes sense in those circumstances to work with them to merchandise better for those search engine landing pages. And what I found, at least with our clients at the PR side, um, is that none of our clients were even having those conversations with their with their with their e-commerce partners um, about, hey, um, we're selling camera gear. Um, you're showing up the number two organic search position, but you're not merchandising our camera gear on that landing page. How can we change that? How can we improve that? Um, so we're not even having these conversations, and that's kind of where Visibly comes in. So just to kind of back up what Visibly does for people, we we've been talking about it now not for like a few minutes. Um, it allows you to do a very simple uh, audit of how your brand is performing in any given keyword search. Um, so you might type in, you know. I don't know, like a camera, like best camera strap 2020. And if you're a company that makes camera straps, you type in your name and then we'll look through every single link on the page all in, against all the page content within all those links and figure out who's talking about your brand. Maybe there's some PR hits. That's kind of where I come from. Um, maybe there is some e-commerce partners that are selling your stuff and on your landing pages, or maybe there's a bunch of blind spots. They didn't never, never even knew that they existed, but you have those relationships and now you can go fix them. Yeah. So it, it basically, the problem that you're trying to solve is there was no visibility before. And you're, you yep. were finding that there were there was opportunity. Let's build a scalable SaaS solution to be able to find those opportunities to help brands to market themselves better and, and capture that white space. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was totally opaque. The first page of search was totally opaque. If you're a brand that wanted to understand all of your potential customer touch points, there was no single place to do it. And so what we try to do is make a really simple way to kind of create that audit and see what the results look like. You know, I'm finding more and more as we as we move through this post-COVID, you know, you know, we've been smacked in the face now and we understand there's something there and, we, and we're making the pivot and more and more businesses are moving to do e-commerce. And, uh, you know, it's the cart, it's the, and some of those businesses have very unique offerings that they want to get broader distribution for. And what you, I think what you're saying is you may want to partner with an Amazon or another large e-commerce solution to build that audience and, and get that message out there. So you have your own e-commerce solution for your store, but then you could place it on these other marketplaces and, and Facebook and Google are doing marketplaces as well. So there, there's a whole bunch of them out there. Um, visibly then could help to find out what keywords are, are important or which keywords you may want to be purchasing. I just want to make sure that I'm hearing you correctly. Yeah, so I think I think most brands that we work with already have a good sense of what their keywords are. Um, they're already they're already bidding on keywords, you know, from a cost per click perspective. Um, they already have an SEO solution that they're kind of interested in trying to promote, um, but they're not looking at it from a multi-channel perspective and trying to align their PR team with winning those 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 hits with with aligning their their e-commerce team with winning kind of more search engine kind of top of funnel visibility with their e-commerce partners and really saturating every single potential customer touch point in the first page of search so that when you look for so when your customer is actually looking for that widget you know that that camera strap whatever it might be um no matter what link they click on at the top of the first page every single one is going to recommend your product whether it's your 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 website or not right where wherever it could be purchased 
And exactly. this is a dramatic opportunity. It, it, like if you were to start capturing those searches, it can impact sales quite dramatically. Do you have some examples you might be able to share with us of where businesses have been able to take advantage of this white space? Yeah, you know, as an agency, we focus on it not from, um, so as a PR agency, you know, what we've done is we looked at it from kind of an informational perspective. And, you know, people who are not maybe not uh, looking to buy right away, but they're learning to look and kind of gather information around what they might buy. Um, and, you know, we go out and we and we acquire these like reviews and things. And a, a big problem for PR agencies is just figuring out like, who the heck do you talk to? Right. Like who's who's the right person to do the review so you get some traction and your client actually makes some money. Um, and what we realized was that Google has this insane algorithm that elevates the best writers and the best outlets for any subject in the world. And it's sitting on the first page of their search engine. Is there now now think about it from the perspective of, you know, of, of, of how can you list build using that technology? And so visibly allows you to go ahead and just extract this this is this is kind of a neat piece of our of our of our ip is it allows you to extract all the pr hits from the first page of search cleanly so you don't it's not mixed up with all the other kind of junk and static on the page and you can scale that across tens of thousands of keywords so all of a sudden you have this massive media list and you know exactly who you need to reach out to all the outlets that are that are doing the work um, that's being recognized by google and um and also they're they're literally the ones that are getting in front of the most customers is this uh is this always a product that's being sold or could this technology be used for personal branding as well? I, you know, I'm absolutely using this strategy for SaaS. So I can, I can say it, you know, from Visibly's own perspective, you know, we're this young software company, no one's ever heard of us. Um, we just released our beta this, this past summer. Uh, we plan to roll out a much more kind of robust solution this, this fall or early winter. Um, the best way people are going to learn about us is through search when people are looking for SEO tools or PR tools or, or you know, whatever they might be looking for. It's very unlikely that visibly.com is going to show up at the top of search. So then what, you know, what do we do next? Do we just like compete for those, for those keywords? Those are really expensive clicks. Um, it'd be much better if we could just dial in on who's writing these kind of reviews about the best PR tools out there and get get on their radar and nurture that relationship and get them to write a review about what visibly does. So again, like that's, that's a bit our strategy. Um, it's definitely a, it's definitely a growth hacking strategy, but it makes a lot of sense when you think about that, that delivery of the right customer. You know, it's interesting. I have a friend who's opening a new restaurant at the end of COVID. So good on him. He definitely likes to take chances. But um, we were talking the other day about how he was going to position his business to stand out from all the other bloody restaurants that are out there. Um, mm. And But he has a very, very storied, um, you know, history in the community of working with various high profile groups and trying to convince him that he should reach out to those people that he's been helping, you know, charities and he's donated to and get them to endorse his brand. It was like pulling teeth because it's way outside of what this guy, you know, mm. he's been a restaurant guy his entire life. And, you know, you open the door and you do good service and, and good food and people just come. But we all know that it's not that simple anymore. And there are ways to leverage this. I, I'm what I'm reading into this is you're saying, find the people that have the authoritative reviews and get them to review you and use their authority to to rank on search am, am i tying yeah, those no, two things together perfectly yeah exactly and you know 
It's not to say don't pursue your own SEO, do it. If you can get your own website in the first page of search, um, that's the gold standard. You know, It's just really tough to do. And there's no question that it's very valuable if you can do it, but for the searches that are driving the most customer traffic, it's just like you have to displace websites that are much larger than yours. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it is all about these 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 influencers. Sometimes influencers are the e-commerce partners, right? Like they're the ones that are that have insane domain authorities. They're doing so well in search, and you might as well leverage that relationship to this, you know, to its fullest. Well, and you know that I, I'll give you, you know, that's what we're doing when we bring a guest like you on, and <laughs> you know, we we put the social post together and say, hey, Chris, that was a great episode. Could you share it with your audience? We're building out yep. that network of people who could be influencers. But to our point, now to come full circle to the beginning of the show, it's tough to show the the ROI around that. And, uh, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. Congratulations with the, with the SaaS startup. Uh, it's very inspiring. And, uh, you know, for our listeners, you found a problem and it was in well, your day-to-day -day PR work where you're like, we got to come up with a solution for this and, and you're building out a SaaS solution to solve that. So congratulations on that with uh, Visibly. If people want to learn more and, uh, and be in touch with you, Chris, how would we reach out to you? You know, reach out, uh, Chris Dickey, um, visibly is V-I-S-A-B-L-Y.com. Um, if you just reach out to us uh, via our contact form there, I'm sure it'll make it make its way to me because there's not very much staff here yet. <laughs> um, also, you can look me up at, on, a, on a LinkedIn at, a, at a Chris Dickey. Well, we appreciate you coming in and teaching us about, uh, you know, the importance of those earned rankings online and uh, how to utilize some of that public relations moxie that you've built over the years to help out our uh, conquerors that listen to the Conquer Local podcast. So thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. I like bringing on guests like Chris because he comes from the public relations side of working with a customer and he has done a lot of uh, direct to consumer brands and especially in that uh, outdoor lifestyle and he brings a unique perspective on how important it is to rank on the first page of search. Now, if you listen back a few moments into the interview, we talked about hyperlocal and that's where we talk about the auto dealer that's ranking on the first page of search because they're the only Land Rover store in town. Um, so yeah, for hyperlocal, it actually is easier. But what I've found when we're dealing with those local businesses to get them to brag about their product, which is a lot of what public relations is all about is hard. And one of the hardest parts is to, is to articulate the return on investment to say, if we do this work, and we get these people that are lobbyists that have an audience to talk about you, we can dramatically increase the visibility of your brand on the first page of search. You know, SEO is bantered around as, you know, this thing and it's, you know, something that we need to achieve. But what Chris talks about is some of the key tenets of search engine optimization. Getting onto the first page for the things that people are looking for, and then that relates back to the brand. And I am just fascinated by this rise in e-commerce because I think there's problems that we, we need to figure out how to solve for local businesses. If you sell unique items, you might want to put it into some marketplaces. Like, I, I, Is Amazon the enemy? No, Amazon could actually be the marketplace to drive demand for your products and services. And there are lots of e-commerce um, brands that are doing just that. 
So understanding more about these marketplaces, I think is important. And it's something that you need to get into your vernacular on a day-to-day basis. So we are searching high and low to find e-commerce guests that can come in and talk about this. And some of these brands that Chris has been representing over his almost 20 years in uh, public relations are all doing e-commerce and they're all doing it through marketplaces. And we can learn some things from his uh, his history and his background on how we articulate the value of e-commerce and the things that we can do to help newly e-commerce-fied businesses in our own portfolios. So thanks to Chris Dickey, the CEO of Visibly and the public relations firm Purple Orange for joining us on this week's edition of the Conquer Local podcast. You can uh, communicate with any of our guests in the community at conquerlocal.com forward slash community and get in there and ask some questions of any of the guests that we've been bringing on in recent weeks. And we uh, actually are finding it as a great conduit to get feedback on upcoming episodes. So let us know what you would like to hear in the coming months. We actually are starting our planning for 2021 right now and looking for feedback from our audience on what you'd like to see from upcoming guests and upcoming master sales series training episodes. My name is George Lee. Thanks for joining us this week right here on the Conquer Local Podcast. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, sound lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath. <laughs>